Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn to figure out what you want and how that can help you sleep better. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. One of the things that's continued to fascinate me being a sleep coach is the connection between sleep and life satisfaction. So according to Psychology Today magazine, there is a multi-directional link between sleep and happiness. So in simplified terms, if you're not happy, you don't sleep as well. But if you don't sleep well, it affects your happiness. So you can get into a downward spiral. And there's also a link between people who don't get enough sleep and how satisfied they are with their life. So if you don't get enough sleep, you're likely to be less satisfied within your life than someone who does. And these studies fascinate me because as someone who experienced a sleep issue, I can first of all vouch that these studies reflected my reality. I was definitely less happy and less satisfied with life when I didn't sleep well. And also because it's not just that the part of your life that you're less satisfied with is the lack of sleep thing. It's other aspects of your life too. And that amazes me because there isn't, to my mind, a logical reason why we should be built this way. I mean, fair enough, we're going to feel tired and dissatisfied about being tired, but why should it make us feel unhappy in the wider sense? Anyway, the usefulness of this research is clear. Improve happiness generally, and you can therefore improve your sleep. But what I found when I had my sleep issue was that lack of sleep brought my focus inwards to a pretty narrow point, and it became a struggle to just deal with the small things in each day. It became an effort to just keep myself going on this hamster wheel of life, trying to juggle all the things. And most of the day, I just wanted to lie down. I just didn't want to think about any of it. And it kept me focused on the negative all the time because the struggle was real. It was really hard going. And I think that's a tough place to be because when you've got your head looking down all the time, metaphorically speaking, it's easier to go off track with your life generally because you stop looking up and asking yourself periodically you know where am I going or worse like I talked about on a previous episode you get to a point where you snap and make some dramatic drastic life change decision coming from that place of exhaustion and that's not a good idea either uh, for reasons that I talk about in that episode so go and listen to that one if you haven't already But in this episode, I wanted to share with you how I use this time of year to reflect on some fundamental questions about what I really want, because I know that keeping an eye on my happiness overall is a huge factor in how well I sleep. And you know me by now, I don't want to get into a theoretical debate about happiness and where you should go in your life. I want to give you some practical tools that you can use even when you're exhausted. And I want to help you focus on those areas of life which can have a bigger impact on your sleep. As I look ahead to the new year, the first thing I do is think about the things that I currently do or have done that bring me more energy or where I feel in flow doing them 
or it makes me feel good. So for example, if you love walking and it makes you feel better after you've been for a walk, then finding time and opportunities for walking, that might be one of your goals for the next year. So you don't need to start of thinking of completely new stuff or anything too big. Start small, start prioritizing the things that you already know bring you energy and joy and set some goals around those. New year doesn't always have to mean new things. It can be just a time to reaffirm what you already love and create space for those things first. So after I start small, then I widen my perspective and I look further out. And what I like to do is do a bit of daydreaming about what I ultimately want in the future. I don't put a time scale on it. I just sit and imagine for a while, if there were no obstacles in the way, what would I really want life to look like? Like I said, I'm not saying, oh, what, where do I want to be in five years or 10 years or anything like that? Just there's no time scale, just what do I want life to look like? And allowing myself to get into this free-flowing state of imagination has been one of the best things I've done. And I'll explain why. When I had a sleeper shoe, it did affect my happiness, like I said. And as a result, I was often focused on the negative angle. And that's what sleep deprivation can do. It skews you to the negative and it keeps you stuck in a loop of thinking about what you don't want. You don't want to feel tired all the time. You hate the fact that you have all these things that need to be done when you're so tired. You hate the way that very few people seem to really appreciate what's going on with you and just what an accomplishment it is for you to get through each day. It annoys you that you can't fix your sleep issue. So you do end up in these negative thought loops. But if the psychologists are right, then that's feeding the continuation of your sleep issue on some level. And on top of this, even without a sleep issue, it's actually really common for most people to be focused on the negative in that they don't know what they want. They know what they don't want, but they haven't clearly defined what they do want. So the single most useful place to start, therefore, is to switch the angle, switch the perspective, so that you're facing the direction of what you do want. And to do that, you have to actually figure that out. So what I discovered was helpful was to give myself the opportunity to dream about, when I ignore all the barriers, what do I want my life to look like? And if you want to know literally how I get into this, I have a fantastic daydream where I sit and imagine that I won the lottery two years previously. So I imagine essentially my husband and I, we've got a huge pile of money. We already went and did all the things on our bucket list for the last two years. And now the novelty of being lottery winners has worn off and we're sitting there like, okay, what are we going to do with the rest of our lives? And that's the daydream in which I have had the most success in working out what do I actually want? I have to add as well that I wouldn't link in your mind necessarily what you want in life with what you want to do for a living or frame it as a need to identify some kind of higher life purpose. We do tend, particularly in our Western societies, to muddle what we want with our job. And it is obviously a kind of thing at the minute that people want to have purpose we kind of muddle all this stuff up as if they have to be connected but they really don't when you have a sleep issue just keep it simple it's just a more simple question of what would I like to spend my time doing in life that would make me feel more energized and happy and give me a sense of satisfaction it's really no more complicated than that so once I have a clear idea it gives me a clearer view of where I'm going and I can see life from the positive angle of where I want to get to and what I want to spend more time doing rather than focused on what I don't want or what I don't like doing or what I want less of. And it's also been pretty useful for me to identify, 
okay, it may take a bit of work to get where I want to go, but what are the quick things that I can do to help me get there? Or what can I change now that will enable me to experience a slice of the dream life, you know, in 2022? So actually what I found is pretty easy to find some immediate things that you can do, even if your dream life is very different from your current life. So let me give you an example. So say at the minute you have an office job, but when you get into your daydream and there are no barriers, you picture yourself painting each day. So perhaps at the minute you rarely paint, but you don't get really a lot of time to do it. So now you know this is something which you can work on to figure out how can I create space in my life to paint more and work on my painting and make that a goal. The other thing I want to point out is that I don't set goals based on whether I think I should do them or must do them or someone else thinks it's a good idea. And that's because I already know that these are the things which are going to drain my energy. I'm going to procrastinate. I'm going to resist. They're going to take willpower, which is exhausting to use up. And if you've got a sleep issue, these are all unnecessary drains on your energy. You have to conserve energy where you can. So you definitely don't want to compile a list of goals which you feel that you should do, but you don't want to do, or you don't get joy from them. And if you find yourself kind of in this place, then my tip is to frame a goal which you don't want to do into a goal that will bring you joy. So rather than writing down thinking, oh, I need to have a goal where I really should, you know, do some DIY next year and sort out the kitchen, maybe the goal is having a beautiful kitchen and then you can figure out how to get there along the path of least resistance, which may or may not involve DIY. The other advantage of being clear with what you ultimately want is that you can use it to filter out any urges that you get to leap in and commit to more stuff, which uses up valuable time and energy, maybe even seems nice or helpful, but it's not linked to your ultimate vision of what you want. So say, for example, your friend John rings you up and he wants you to start playing golf on a Sunday morning. And it sounds really good because you've always felt like you should improve your golf and you do like golf. But in your vision, you weren't playing golf, you were painting. So, you know, you can conserve energy, you can politely decline John, sign up for your local painting class instead, because that's going to be a better use of your limited energy. So your action step for this week, take 20 minutes out and sit down with a journal or your diary and go through these steps and decide what are the things that you want to spend your time and energy on in 2022 that links to your vision of what you ultimately want your life to look like, what are the things that bring you energy and joy that you want to spend more time doing and what are the things that could drain your energy or are superfluous to your vision that you need to politely say no to. Have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources link in the show notes or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.